With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
Was so beautiful from Tamala Mann, one of the gospel greats, singing I Can Only Imagine. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Learners Lounge Thursday. Welcome to The Blessings by Grace Radio. This is Food for the Soul Bible Study Sessions. This is Learners Lounge Thursday. We are so elated you are back with us again for another Bible study session. We love coming to you live bringing you the good news and the good word of Jesus Christ. We're just elated for those of you in Radio Land that love listening to us. We are grateful, grateful, and grateful that you choose to tune in to us every week, Wednesday, for Throne Room Wednesday, where we take all your prayers, petitions, conversations, praise reports, everything above and under the sun to the throne of grace. And then on Thursdays, you listen back again. As we here give the unadulterated gospel, we give the true word of God. The man of God gives the word of God given to him by none other than the anointed one. God gives him what to say. He gives it to us and breaks it down so we can study and feast every single Thursday. And that is so awesome and more awesome. Grateful you could be here. And now it is time for Learners on Thursday. But before we get into that, we're going to be doing Inspiration Thursday. As you know, every Wednesday and Thursday, I research a topic and I try to bring inspiration to you. That way you guys will have an awesome opportunity to be inspired. While Dr. Moore is getting himself prepared, I will be doing Inspiration Thursday. And for tonight's inspiration, 
I just really wanted to talk about there is a particular sin in churches that is always ignored. That is the sin of jealousy. I just wanted to bring that to the attention because I've been doing a smidgen amount of research about it. So I just wanted to talk about that because that is one of the things that we really do ignore in the modern-day church. Now, the things of the heart can be both godly and wicked. Some emotions spur people together in brotherly love, like Jesus had agape love for us, compassion and worship. Others root individuals in stubbornness, disdain, and pride. One such emotion is jealousy, a form of covenant. It changes the way people perceive others, their own life, and maybe even their perception of God's goodness and plan. While it may seem trivial to be worried about an emotion like jealousy, it often leads people to act out in ways that can be harmful to themselves or others. Now, when we understand what jealousy is and can be, and we also recognize it, it can help shape the way believers respond to it and strengthen someone's walk with God. Now, jealousy does fall under the Tenth Commandment that says to not covet. They don't want you to covet anything of thy neighbor, nor the wife, nor the material things, nothing of that nature. Now, jealousy is the noun that relates to the state of being jealous. Sitting resentment against someone because of that person's rivalry success or advantages in life, inclined to or troubled by suspicion of fear of rivalry and unfaithfulness. Now, where, now where does the Bible address jealousy? Whether it is seen in the life of a person or in the Bible or mentioned in a book of wisdom, there are many verses which show the dangers of jealousy. Job 5 and 2 says, Surely vexation kills the fool, and jealousy slays the simple. Those words came from Eliphaz, a friend of Job, who came to try and comfort the titular individual. Though Job's friends gave bad advice at times and misunderstood God's divine purpose in Job's life and tragedies, they would sometimes take truth. Here, Eliphaz points out that being jealous and vexed by things not going your way is irritating and only makes life harder. Life becomes bitter and destructive. Also in 1 Corinthians 3 and 3, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Here Paul addressed the issues bringing up at the church in Corinth. They were known for their fleshly behavior, not in a Christ-like manner. Here early in the epistle, Paul criticizes jealousy amongst them. The wealthy separated themselves from the poor, and they indulged in other dividing behaviors that stemmed from resenting others. And then finally here, the last scripture for tonight, 1 Corinthians 13, 14, 7, love is patience and time. Love does not envy or boast. Boast means to brag. It is not arrogant or rude. That means it's not self-conceited. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In the famous verse, Paul shows the Corinthian church what love. One of the feelings and states of being that is virtuous and God and godly is. This verse also shows what jealousy is not. The English Standard Version translation uses the word envy. Love is not envious or jealous, doesn't have resentful feelings, which can lead to rejoicing at wrongdoing against others or when bad things happen to others. They're not, it's not Christ-like. 
Jealousy drives many of the believers that Paul states love as much. And the final scripture is James chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast, there's the word again, do not brag, and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambitions exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. The writer makes it clear that jealousy breeds bad feelings and unhealthy group dynamics because one feels entitled to something someone else possesses. It leads to acting out. Jealousy can also lead to lies, trying to give impressions, to compensate or inspire that feelings in others, furthering the sin by contrast wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit, which can drive out the feelings like jealousy. So just remember, when you're in church and you're following a life of Christ and you're doing everything God has called on you to do, which is amazing in itself that you're following God's light. No matter what someone else has or what someone else does, no matter what position someone has in the church, God has a purpose for your life, and God will call on you to do what he is calling you to do. Don't be jealous of what somebody else got the call. Maybe that call wasn't for you, but God does have a purpose for you. And I want to thank you very much for listening to Inspiration Thursday. And now the true reason we're all here is to dive into the Word of God. Remember, I'm not the preacher nor the teacher. I just find interesting things to talk about, and I'd like to inspire you with what to learn. God bless you. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour. He is the preacher. He's also the teacher. Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore, God bless. God bless God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, that crop is to produce. Parents observe their children growth with satisfactory and joy. Parents love to see their children grow. They don't want to see their children stay at the same stage. When they were one or two years old, but now it's five, you want to see a new development in that child. They also are thrilled as their offspring Increase in knowledge and skill. A parents is happy when they see, amen, their offspring, amen, increase in knowledge and in skill. In the spiritually realm, growth should be mannered and expect. It is abnormal when Christians fail to mature and grow in the Lord. Something is wrong. It should also be unusual when saints are stunned or deformed in their spiritual stature. What's wrong, amen, when a saint is stunned in their spiritual stature? You know you're supposed to be further than where you are. And you know you could be if you would apply yourself to the word of God. 
Listen to the word of God. Listen to the voice of the Lord. I'm talking about spiritually growth tonight. People reach spiritual maturity through desire, effort, and discipline. You got to have uh, a man. Uh, you got to have a man uh, a desire. You got to have an effort, and you got to have discipline. Amen. People don't want to put forth nothing too much now, and they certainly don't want to be disciplined. Don't want nobody to tell them what to do, how amen is to be corrected. Well, then you can't grow very well in Jesus. Everybody knows everything today. At least they think they do. Growing is an achievement by giving honest heed to the preacher, the preaching of God's word. If you want to grow, you listen to the word of God. Let that seed come in you and be planted down in your soul if you really want to grow. Listen to the word of God. It, it, it's for ourselves spiritually strength. Amen. When we listen to the word of God, it is for ourselves. It gives us spiritually strength. God is trying to give us spiritually strength today. Come from church service and witness to those who do not know Jesus Christ. When, amen, you hear the word of God preached in the church, you can come from church service Amen, highly anointed from the word of God, and you want to tell somebody else about the goodness of Jesus Christ. But you've got to have an ear to hear. You've got to want to hear what the word is saying in order to have that kind of enthusiasm in your life. It is essential, amen, to feel the inward man through a communion with God in prayer. You ought to, amen, in prayer when you down praying. That inwardly man ought to be renewed. You ought to feel something different, amen, besides words, amen. That inwardly man ought to be growing stronger when you get down and you pray and you pray honestly. You ought to feel your growth through prayer. Not just words, but you grow. It has been said, amen, that conversation is a miracle of the mumble. But the making of, the making of a saint is a lifetime job. Amen. The making of a saint is a lifetime job. It's not an overnight thing. You don't learn everything. You won't overnight. Two or three years, you don't learn it. But we are, want to grow tonight. All Christians should, amen, experience spiritual growth. How beautiful, amen, it is to see, amen, Christians grow in the church. As you, amen, plant flowers, and you see them coming up, amen, and they change in, amen, colors and change in, amen, different shapes. How beautiful is that bouquet of flower? When you see the Christians grow, amen, in the church, there is nothing more beautiful than seeing maturity come in the body of Jesus Christ. 
new Christian should have a strong growth. They should have a strong desire to grow. A new Christian amen ought to always be reaching for more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Humbling themselves under the hands of the Almighty God. The Lord will help us in our pursuit of maturity. He wants us to develop and grow into all that he has for us. God will help you if you allow him to help you. In addition to God's help, however, we must put forward an effort to grow spiritually. Now, God will help you to grow, but you've got to put forward effort. You've got to put forward effort and let the Lord know you want to grow. You want to understand him more. You want to know him. You want to understand him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. You want to know him, but you've got to be disciplined by the word of God. You've got to be humble. You've got to be respectable. You can't have that carnality. A carnal mind is an enmity, an enemy against God. And it's not pleasing unto God. The commandments, amen, for growing. Jesus gave us, amen, an important lesson concerning growing as he taught a mouth of mine and his branches. St. John 15, chapter. It is a sobering fact, amen, that we must grow and be fruitful. Amen. We not only must grow, amen, but we must grow and be fruitful. What kind of fruit are you producing? Is it evil fruit or are you producing good fruit? We wear the name, amen, that I am a believer in Jesus Christ, but what kind of fruit? You should know the tree by the fruit it bears. What kind of fruit are your tree bearing, amen, right now? You've been in church 10 years, 15 20 years, what kind of fruit are you bearing? To grow, amen, is to expand. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ ought to be expanding all over. If the growth is there, expanding. The devil don't want to see the church expand. The devil don't want to see the church, amen, grow. To grow, amen, is to expand and increase in size and in height. Yes, amen, the church, amen, uh, and needs to increase in size. If we didn't have, amen, 10 last year, amen, next year we should have 20 or 25. It needs to increase. We need to grow. Somewhere we are stunning. Somewhere we're missing. What the word of God is saying by growing. The church is not growing. Matter of fact, amen, there's a great falling away. As we are attached to the vine of the Lord, we receive his strength 
and substance from him. Jesus Christ is the true vine. And he said, my father is the husband. He's the one that worketh the vineyard. Amen. And he will give us strength. He will teach us, amen, how we should grow in him if we stay attached to the true vine. We produce the fruit by the cause of his life in us. By our life, we live, amen, we produce the fruit, amen, and not our fruit, but the fruit of Jesus because Jesus lives within us. And amen, there, if Jesus lives within us, there is some righteous fruit is going to be on that tree. There is going to be fruit on that tree that somebody is going to desire, amen, to have some if you're living right because it's coming from the true vine. Our spiritually existing, amen, depends upon our abiding in him, amen. Our spiritually existing, it depends upon, amen, us abiding in Jesus. Are you part of Jesus and Jesus is a part of you? Abide in me and I will abide in you. Are you really abiding in the word of God? We die spiritually if we are cut off from him. If we are cut off from the Lord, we die, we die, we die spiritually. You may be wearing the name and you're acting the part, but you're not living, you're dead. And it is, it's easy to tell, amen, when you're dead. There is a lot of words come out of people's mouth, but it don't mean that they are alive. Fruit, amen, is the production of a tree or a vine. It is reasonable, amen, to expect fruit from fruit-bearing tree or a vine. Amen. A, a, a vine brings forth, amen, what it's supposed to produce, grapes, amen, uh, other kind of uh, uh, seeds, amen. Trees bring forth all kind of different kinds of fruit. We are styled as trees. And we are bring forth the fruit of Jesus Christ. In the same sense, spiritually fruit, amen, the attitude, the attributes, amen, of the Lord is displayed in our life if we are in communion with him. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, amen, that's the fruit. We say we know Jesus and we love Jesus, but is the action of your words is the same thing, amen, that is growing on your tree. Is love on your tree? Is the love of Jesus Christ on your tree? Or what else do you have hiding behind that love? And especially when we talk about this agape love, amen, there is nothing, amen, you can find hiding or lurking behind that agape love but love. No matter what you come up against, who curse you out, and how you are despitefully used, when you have that agape love, all it's going to produce still is agape love. Are you growing tonight? Amen. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Secondly, 
you ought to be joyful. It ought to keep you joyful. I never seen so many unhappy Christians today. Where is the joy? Yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But amen, you don't see that too much. You see a lot of envy and strife, backbiting. But amen, you don't see the joy. Love, joy, peace. Where is the peace? Where's your growing at? Long suffering. We don't want to suffer at all anymore. But the Lord, amen, saying if you want to mature and you want to grow in him, we've got to have some long suffering. Everything is not going to come when we want it, and it's going to take a long time for some of it is to develop, but we've got to stay there and wait until, amen, God give it to long suffering, gentleness. Amen. Where is the gentleness among God's children? We stand off from one another. We come to church and we sing Zion songs and we speak in tongues and clap our hands. And when we sit down, we can't understand our brother and our sister. That's not gentleness. That's not the love of Jesus. Goodness. Praise your goodness. I won't be good to some, but I'm not going to be good to others. The love of Jesus is good to everybody. Faith, where is your faith at? Where, where is your faith? Meekness. Oh, I've never seen such boastfully spirits in my day. Amen. And you say, I'm a child of God. And you can't say me 10 minutes. Your temperature rises up. Your voice raised. Your countenance change because of something you don't like. Meekness, temperature. You find that in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Another kind of fruit is the result of the Christian living soul that we win to Christ. And those who we edify by our Christian example are fruit of our spiritual life. Your life, your life tells a lot about you being in Jesus. Your life shows, amen, that you are a light of the world or you, amen, that took your light and put it on the bush and hide it. Your life is valuable. Everywhere you go, somebody, amen, is watching your life. you saying you love Jesus. I can get up and preach in church, amen, and bring the house down, and amen, get out there, amen, after church. And my life is not shining. I'm fooling myself. Same way, amen, I live in church. I should live everywhere. And that I do. Your life 
Come on, children, grow. Grow up. Time to grow up. I don't know, amen, but some years ago, but uh, it was some picture on one day, and this little boy, amen, he needed to grow up. And he said, amen, it's time to grow up. You can't be. I know you want to be a kid, but, amen, time won't allow you to be no kid. It's time for you to grow up and understand what life is really about. That's what I'm trying to say to you tonight. Come on, children. It's time for you to grow up and understand the will of the Lord and what life is really about. Trials and uh, pressure help to purge us so we can grow more and produce better and more fruit. Trials. When these trials come, amen, they don't come for nothing. They come to help us. They come to, amen, help purge us, to clean us. And we complain about, amen, every little thing we go through with. God is trying to help you, calling you up a little bit more. But we don't want to go through nothing. No one enjoys spiritually bound. But the end results is growing in God. No, we don't enjoy no spiritual battle, but when we go through that battle and we find out, amen, that, amen, we don't want that battle, amen, I, I tell you that brings joy to the Lord. And the flesh certainly do not want to suffer. Trials may be unpleasant at the moment, but they can produce joy later. You may be going through something right now that is not very pleasant to you. But, oh, it can bring joy, amen, to the body of Jesus Christ a little bit later. Come on, children, let's grow tonight. Grow up. Grow up tonight. We must not resist the work of God in our lives. Don't resist it. Fulfill it. Lord, what would thou have me to do? Not, Lord, what would thou have us to do, but what would thou have me to do? What do you want me to do? I am going to be pleased at ever what you want me to do. If it's shining shoe, Lord, I'll be pleased shining shoe. If it's a doorkeeper at the church, I'll be pleased, Lord. I don't have to be behind the party and the preach. If it's sweeping the floor, if that's what you want me to do, I'll be pleased. But see, our mindset is not like that. We want the highest position it is. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. But you're not bringing forward the right kind of fruit. We must not resist the work of, the, of God in our lives. To resist the spiritually pruning process may mean that we are cutting off and destroying or removing the branch uh, gathered up for deposit because they are useless. Now, amen. You don't want to be amen useless in the body of Jesus Christ. You want your branch, amen, is to be full of the substance of love and joy and peace and happiness. You want to make sure, amen, like it in your body. You want to make, amen, sure that the blood is just flowing through your body. 
And you know it's going all over your body, so it's going to keep your body functioning. That is what, amen, you want the Spirit of God to do. Grow in life. Grow in grace. In grace. Come on. We need to grow in grace. We are saved by grace and not by our works. Amen. We are saved by the goodness and the mercy of God. It's not by our works or how, how much, amen, we don't. Uh, we work in amen. It doesn't make any difference. We are saved by God's grace. We can never, amen, earn God's gift of salvation. You can't earn God's gift of salvation. I don't care how you work and how much you contribute to ever what charity that there is or, or what cause it is, amen. That's good, but amen, you can't earn that salvation by that. Our self-righteousness will not inherit heaven. Our self-righteousness, listen at that. Somebody said, well, I give to the poor. I, I, I feed the hunger. That's good. That ain't going to get you into heaven. That is, amen, a help of humanity down here serving one another, amen. But God's grace is the only thing going to get you into heaven. Grace is the unmerited favor of God that reaches down and touch a sinner and lift him from sin. Grace is God's gift to us. We cannot obtain it for ourselves. Amen. God got to give us this. You can't obtain God's uh, gift. Grace. God got to give us his grace. His grace is sufficient for us. His grace, no matter what we are going through, is God's grace. His grace is here right now. No matter what you are going through with tonight, God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace must not be abused or trampled upon. Don't play with God's grace. Just because God is good to you, amen, don't take that for an advantage. Then he's going to still be good to you, and he's always going to be good to you. Don't trample God's grace. We should even be thankful for, amen, the grace of God, for it is extended to us so that we can be saved. That's what, amen, God's grace, amen, is extended unto us that we can be saved. Because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God extended his grace that, amen, we have time to repent and be saved. Grace is not, amen, one. It's not a one-time experience. We will always need, amen, the grace of God while living, amen, in this world. We can always need the grace of God. Amen. It is consistent. Uh, it's a consistent process in our life. As we clean ourselves of filthiness, of the flesh and spirit. See, you got to clean yourself of the filthiness, the filthy thoughts that run through your mind, of the flesh and the spirit. God's grace is sufficient for us. And we have that battle in our mind, amen, whether it's the flesh or the spirit, amen, 
We have things come to our mind. We know that is not like Jesus Christ. But amen, we got to cleanse ourselves. We, we, we rely on the grace of God to receive us. We accomplish spiritual growth by the grace that he extends to us. It is all about, amen, what the Lord does. It's not about our goodness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags in our sight of the Lord. But amen, when we are born again, we put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We don't put on our righteousness anymore. Thank God, amen, thank God. When we embark on the Christian journey, we only begin to grow and advance towards the Lord's supreme goal for our life. Amen. When we embark on this Christian journey, we're only trying to get to heaven. We're only trying to go home. After a lifetime of service, Jesus, there is still need to grow and seek the perfect grace in our lives. As we conform more and more to his image, we need to grow. We need God's grace of God in our lives even more than before. We got to conform more every day to his image. We got to be like him. John said, I decrease and let him increase. It's not about me. It's not about amen what they're saying about Bishop Moore. Let me decrease and let the Lord increase in my life. Let's grow in knowledge. We receive knowledge from Various sources. Our source, amen, is our experience as we experience life. With this pandemic swandering from hard times to good ones, we can grow by them. Experience reveals our weakness and strength. Experience builds our faith and God. We gain confidence in God that we are more than conquerors through him. We are more than conquerors through him, amen, as we uh, gain confidence in God. Your confidence ought to be in your Savior tonight. We grow in knowledge by reading the word of God. That's how you grow. Read the word of God. It's good to listen to the preacher and to your teacher, but read the word of God. At least you would have the word in your mind, and you need some instruction. When the man of God comes, he can help you open it up that much more plainly. But read the word of God. It has been, amen, said that the reason some do not read the Bible is because the Bible reads them. And that's why they don't read the Bible, because the Bible tells you, uh, tell you what you are and what you are done. And people don't like that. They ain't got nothing to hide behind. It is alive and powerful to the honest believer. The Bible is the bread of life. We should engage ourselves in a program of reading the Bible daily to hide it 
away in to hide it away in our mind and heart. Amen. We ought to we ought to hide David saying, I hear the word of God in my heart. So when you hide the word of God in your heart, that means you know the word of God. You know when you're done right and you know when you're done right. Hide the word of God. But if you don't read the word of God and you don't study the word of God, you don't know the word of God. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth and not to be ashamed to rightly, the word got to be rightly divided, the, the rightly divide the word of truth. Second Timothy 2.15, amen, there. the word is there, but amen, everybody don't rightly divide it. It takes, amen, the revelation of Jesus Christ to come to you and open uh, up your understanding that, amen, the word can rightly be divided. Some people know, amen, much about current and historical events in our world, uh, yet cannot explain to a simple, to a sinner, the simple plans of salvation. Yes, there are people they may know a lot about history and historical things, but when amen, when you ask them, explain to me, amen, the plans of salvation, they can't tell you. Got all kind of book learning, all kind of PhDs, D's and amen, all kind of degrees, and can't tell you the simple plans of salvation. We can't, amen, fill our minds with informatives from the daily newspaper and kind uh, periodically and yet be striving our inward man to grow in knowledge requiring us to hide away the Bible in our heart. Yes, we can read the newspaper, then we can get a good learning, amen, from what amen is going on at that time. And yet when it comes down to the word of God, we see a blind. Growing in knowledge, growing in knowledge. We are we are we are we acquired knowledge from one another. None of us stand alone, for we are members of the body of Christ as we exchange testimonies and experience with others we are receiving knowledge that we will help one another that's what the Lord wants us to do amen is to be helpful one to another one are you growing tonight are you growing in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ grow in righteousness Amen. To be righteous is to be just, godly, and in part, his righteousness, amen, to us as we grow in our walk with him, our own self-righteousness is inadequate. As we grow, amen, in Jesus, our own self-righteousness it, it, is no good. I don't care how you perform, amen, and, 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 and what, how you try to prevail. Amen. Our righteousness is no good. We've got to grow, amen. But we are all as an unclean thing. That our righteousness are as filter rags, Isaiah 64 and 6. So the Lord is telling us tonight, amen, that he wants us to grow. Children, it's time to quit playing 
amen, on the life scale of life. But put your trust in Jesus tonight. Our time is running out from us tonight, amen. But lay aside all carnality. Lay aside all envy, all malice, and all jealousy. Lay it aside. It's time to grow up. Be mature. Don't be vain. Get out of milk. This is Dr. Moore tonight. Thank God bless you. We thank you for listening tonight, and we hope and pray that this has been a blessing. Amen unto you tonight. God bless you. Until next week. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.